we would like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We value their cultures, identities, and continuing connection to country, waters, kin, and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Oh, James. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. James, listen, mate. Listen. This is important. Wish you well by Bernard Fanning won the hottest 100. Camilla Parker Bowles and Prince Charles wed. Algeria had its coldest day ever at minus 13.8 degrees Celsius. Guitar Hero first hit the shelves. Angela Merkel became the first female Chancellor of Germany. And to start a new relationship with Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt broke it off with friend star Jennifer Aniston. The year was 2005. I'm Rich. I'm James. 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 And we wash, watched, watched The Constant <laughs> Gardener and what's the other one called? Oh, who cares? Who cares? The, the sound, sound of thunder. The sound of thunder. The sound of thunder. And that's popcorn. Their behaviour's not good. You're mad to stop you now, right there. Because... <laughs> the Swampties. One lamb kebab. Money. Tell me, Listen, mate, this is important. No, it's oh, survivors. I, I thought you were real. That's popcorn. That's popcorn. That's popcorn. Uh, James, what is That's Popcorn? That's Popcorn is a podcast that you're listening to where we watch a good movie and a bad movie from a certain year and we talk about them and make good old jokes. <laughs> the make, best jokes. The best jokes. The best jokes. It, it's, it's undisputed, indisputed. There's no dispute. I was on a Wikipedia page the other day for mm. the best jokes. And I was surprised at how many times our names came up. <laughs> yeah, it's insane, and mm. and it, like it's legit because there's no there's no one going on there and being like, oh, this is not a real joke or not a real thing. It's a fact. Even um, it's in it's etched in stone. It's the only Wikipedia article etched in stone. Yeah, that's it. Prove me wrong. That um, yes, that's how Wikipedia works. That's how it works. Uh, no, I was trying to think of a pun. Couldn't. Rockypedia. That's as good as I would have got. Wikipebblia. Yep, that's going on to the wiki for the next that's, best jokes. It's already there. I'm typing it now. I mean, <laughs> someone's typing good. it now. Good. It's good. Uh, good gags. James, that you're so right. Good. You're so right about everything that you've said until this point and into the future. Uh, this is that whatever you said it was and welcome to it. Uh, the movies we're doing today are The Constant Gardener and mm-hmm. A Sound of Thunder. A Sound of Thunder. From the year 2005. Yep, yep, yes we did. And what uh, two movies these were. <laughs> they certainly were <laughs> two were films. Two, two films. One I'm not sure of actually. I don't know if it was a film. No? No. I think they tried to make a film and I don't know what they ended up with. <laughs> Whatever it was, it wasn't good. But before we get to that, please tell me about The Constant Gardener. I will, Richard. I'm glad you asked because I watched it. And The Constant Gardener is a movie about a guy named Justin. Justin. Justin, um, who lives in Kenya, and he has a wife named Tessa, Mm -hmm. and she gets murdered, and then Justin... um, goes trying to discover what happens to Tessa and unlocks all the dangers of big pharma, as in pharmaceutical, not a big pharma. Not Ronald McDonald. Not Ronald McDonald. What's his name? Oh, old McDonald's. <laughs> also, not Ronald McDonald. Not Big Macca. Yes, that's it. So it's, uh, as I said, set in Kenya. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's based on a Jean Le Car novel. Is it? Uh, I, th- I kept thinking it was Elmore Leonard. Why did I keep thinking it was Elmore Leonard? Because I talked about Elmore Leonard a whole bunch last week. But yeah, definitely not. If it was an Elmore Leonard novel, um, it would probably have a lot more like weird pop culture references for oh. zero reason. Even though Elmore Leonard's, well, he died, but he would be 90 years old. It still talks about Aerosmith and like every one of his books. It's weird. <laughs> even, even his like posthumous books talk about yep. TikTok. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what did you think? What did you think of the Constant Gardener? Um, I thought it was really, really good. Um, I thought it was. It's it's one of those films that sort of straddles the line between total fiction and okay, this is kind of almost like a documentary because I have no doubt that what happens in the film is pretty close to reality in terms mm. of some of the dodgy dealings of diplomats and big pharmaceutical companies and how they act in Africa, mm. which which is a bit terrifying. It's one of those films where I watched it at the end and I'm just like, we're going to do something about this. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely that feeling. And and I think it's helped by Rachel Weitz. Weitz? Weitz. 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 Rachel from Friends. Rachel's character, no. Uh, Rachel's character where... Um, she's this, and she's really good at playing these roles of like uber, uh, activist or self, not self-aware, just like uber, I don't know, world aware, neurotic pixie dream girl type (laughs) characters. Uh, like she's a similar character in Brothers Bloom and even in The Mummy, like. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. But, um, Um, but yeah, she's, she's great in this. She won an Oscar for being so great in it. Ah, was that a Ooh. supporting role? Um, She's not really yes, yes, yeah. supporting. Um, old mate uh, Ray, Ray Fiennes, who plays Justin, uh, didn't even get a nomination. Oh, well, sod him then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I I think it's a a brilliant film. Um, the pace of it is is kind of not relentless, but just constant and without feeling kind of like tiring. Yeah, I I agree. It doesn't slow down. And I I think that's probably to do with like John McCarr, which can I just tell you, I found out that's not his actual name and Mm. he's he's not like a cool French guy. He's like an old British man. Um, And his actual name is David. So that was disappointing. But all his sort of books and the, the ones that have been turned into films have that sort of similar pace about them. Like they don't have a lot of sort of dead, dead, dead zone. That's not the word. Dead scenes. There we go. Made it up. <laughs> dead scenes. I am a film critic. <laughs> yeah, dead scenes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is, it is, it doesn't have like a relentless pace, like, you know, born films or whatever. Mm. where it's just, you know, go, 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 bash, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, there are a few fight scenes, but they play like like the yeah. character would in real life in the sense that he loses them badly yes, every time. But the the cameraman has paced it like a Bourne film. I've got to say, would it hurt them <laughs> to maybe purchase maybe one tripod for this film? Yeah, there is a bit wobble. I did also read that... Um, and it's in the credits, Ray finds for shots that are from his point of view, he filmed them right. himself. So he's thought, actually he's actually listed as cameraman. I thought I saw film. when I was watching the credits at the end, I was kind of just like half watching them, but I was like, man, his name came up late, but I never checked why. <laughs> I just thought, oh, maybe he's, you know, being humble and just being listed right at the mm. bottom of the cast list. But no, he's, he's cameraman number three. Yep. Um, I thought... It looked fantastic, like the the scenes of Kenya. Um, mm. I, I think originally they wanted to film it in South Africa because that's where the African film industry is. But then they really fought and they said, "Look, it's set in Kenya. It is an absolute disservice to the country if we don't actually film it in Kenya." So they fought for that and they won. And power to them because it's an amazing looking film. The yeah. landscape's incredible. Yeah, and there was something about like they they built built like water tanks or something there, 
whilst working there or yeah well after it like they fell in love with sort of all the people in the area that they um were, were filming and so they made like a foundation to build schools and stuff uh which is awesome it's like cinema doing good things for the world yeah here it says the filmmakers installed water tanks a new bridge and a classroom in kibera kibra uh the slum in which the film was shot they also built Ooh. a secondary school in the desert of northern kenya where the final scenes were photographed film yes. i think's the word but you know no they just photographed them just a photograph. real quick though yeah yeah real quick yeah. like 25 like... photographs a second yep <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as you say, it's a beautiful looking film. It's got sort of like gritty. Gritty is probably not the right word because I feel like that has connotations of like, it looks like sore. No, it's just got this kind of like authentic kind of, I don't know, dustiness to it or something. <laughs> There's like a, yeah. a feel and to it. And then when you, com- you compare it to the scenes that are set in like Europe where it's just sort of very sort of grey and green. Yeah. A bit, a bit yucky. Yeah, it makes it makes it does make non-Africa <laughs> in this film look uh, <laughs> cold and boring. Is it? Do we only go to London? I feel like no. I think there was a scene no because there was in like Germany at one point. Yeah, that's I think. right. Um, yeah. And I don't obviously don't know enough about the passport system in Europe, but he managed to get there without a passport. Yeah, but I think maybe that's how it works. I can't remember. He he went across border by trains and stuff. Mm. Yeah, and there's only uh, a short train montage, which which was good because if it was like a Bourne film, it'd be like a big big thing. And... That, that train montage is cut like a Bourne film, though. There's, there's <laughs> a couple of shots there which just like <laughs> I thought he was fighting the train. <laughs> might might have been. I do like the he he gets a German. He's like Ich bin Justin, and I'm like, no, you are not a name. Ich heiße Justin. Ah. <laughs> Speak German properly. Good um, pickup. Yeah, that's a classic English to German mistake. Uh, Danny Houston's in this. He's obviously a villain um, because, of course, he <laughs> that's it. I, I feel like that was bad casting because as soon as he popped on screen, I'm like, he did it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying, I'm it. like, he's yeah, involved. Like, it, there's it, absolutely it. no question that he did it. Yep. Yep. 100% he bad guy. You've yeah. got face like bad guy, he be bad guy. Also, you've got accent like bad guy. I don't know what <laughs> accent he's going for. He's not hitting it. <laughs> um, Bill Nye as well, as soon as he popped up, like he also guilty. Yeah. Um, Bill Nye's a hard one though because sometimes he meant to look guilty, but he no guilty. He he nice boy. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, but then I was, I was shocked and I, I was... Um, I'll just say shocked again. Uh, Pete Postlethwaite, who yeah. I thought going to be bad guy, um, good guy. Yeah, that was that mm. Kobayashi from. It was. It was. Usual that suspects. guy is perennially old. Like the first time I saw him in a movie, I couldn't even tell <laughs> what it was. I'm like, that's like a 90 year old dude. He's perennially dead, 30, now, isn't he? Then oh, he's alive. What? He I is he died. alive. No, you're thinking of Peter O'Toole, maybe. Uh, no, he died. Peter. You are you're right. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, oops. rip. Um, <laughs> Rest in peace, Pete. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Uh, yeah, I think that was like a year or two ago, wasn't it? Uh, he died. 2011. Oh, okay, a few years ago. Um, but yeah, he's he's good in that too. He's only got a small role. Again, uh, good with the accent though. Yeah, good with the accent. Yeah, uh, Danny Houston could take a few hints yep. uh, from Pete. Uh, Danny Houston sounded like he was in a fantasy film where they've got some sort of like, you know, international <laughs> accent. And he kept trying to say old chap, like that would make it sound That's, more English. And I'm like, yeah, no, you idiot. <laughs> that was an interesting thing. I'm like, do all diplomats in Africa speak in this like 1920s British way? It's like, oh, come on, sport. Oh, chap. Oh, oh, Let's go old, round. Oh, chap. It's a sorry that your wife died. <laughs> By golly. Uh, <laughs> um, and so I looked up Danny Houston to try and figure out where he's from. And he's born in Italy. So I'm like, great. Not a good start. And then it's like he went to school 
like London acting school or something. So I'm like, oh, so there is some English connection, but then Wikipedia says he's an American actor. And also I didn't realize how many Houston's there were like Angelica oh. Houston. Yeah. And, um, uh, the, John, the young Houston. John, is it John Houston? John? No, that's the old one. Jim Houston. The, the younger um, one that's from like Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, that, that's and the one I'm thinking stuff. of. Yeah. Uh, um, I think his name is Baby, Baby Houston. <laughs> Whitney. <laughs> uh, Whitney Houston. Uh, uh, we have a problem, uh, comma, Houston. Jack Houston. Jack, Jack Houston. Houston. There you go. Well, John yeah, yeah. might be John Jack. There you go. Um, also, Denny Houston was married to Virginia Madsen. And there's a million Madsons as well. That's yeah, weird. Is, is Virginia Madsen related to Michael Madsen? Sister. <gasps> what? It's crazy. Wow. It's crazy, man. <laughs> These people being relatives. Hey, in the same I industry. know. <laughs> what? Um, did I miss here, but when they were playing golf, actually, no, was it golf? Or Yeah, it was golf. Well, they played different golf. Scene. Yeah. Or did they play well, one of the scenes. Um, and Rafe Fiennes comes up to the guy and he's like, talking about how um, uh, his wife, Tessa, can be, I think, quite... Is it, was it quite dogged or something or quite... Um, like, uh, yeah, something, or something like, like that. that. And the guy says, sounds like you're describing a bitch. Did he say yeah, that? Did I mean... He did say that, and I think oh. he was trying to be a bit a bit of a jerk because they did yeah. nobody likes Tessa except for everybody who was in love with Tessa. <laughs> oh, yeah, in yeah. love. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. All right, Danny <laughs> Houston. Ah, oh, you got a heart on and all of a sudden you're in love. All right, mate. Pack it in. Go home, learn an accent, come back, and then we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> this has become an anti-Danny Houston podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Danny. You're probably the nicest yeah. guy ever, but you've got an evil face and a shit accent. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I quite like the film. I bet it's really sad. <laughs> Spoiler it alert. Sad. It's, it's really, it's really it's sad. Very sad. And I think it's really sad because like Ray finds his character, Justin. Um, I don't know why I keep saying like that, but it's, it's good. It's because um, you've been watching election coverage and it just keeps going, this Justin. Uh, uh, that's exactly right. That's what's going on. Um, Justin is like a likable sort of, every man like at no point does he seem like what he's doing i probably wouldn't do except for everything um but if i was somehow in his situation that's probably how i would act and like even when he starts like dating tessa he's like uh i'm out of my league here definitely punching above my weight and he's got there's one thing that he said i'm like that is 100 a david brent joke like he's He's just gone this really stupid, stupid joke because he's very uncomfortable in this relationship. Yeah. yeah. And 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 Natalie pointed out um, when we were watching it that he's just polite to everyone. Like he's mm. sort of this, he's not quite pathetic, but he's like just this kind of really polite sort of not machismo type character, which is actually kind of weird for me to see Rafe Fiennes play yeah. considering the other roles I've seen him play. Um and so, like, you, you do kind of gravitate towards and you feel a little bit sorry for him that all this stuff's happening around him. And, like, like when... when Spoiler alert! When... <laughs> when <laughs> I'm just going to edit that into, like, every clip we do now. Um, when uh, he finds out that the... Is Arnold? Was gay. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's like, oh, why didn't she tell me? And then she's like, well, she probably didn't think she needed to or something. Mm. Um, and he's, you know, being nervous about like her relationship with Arnold and everything and really should have been nervous about Danny and stuff. Danny Houston, whatever his name was, don't care. Um, <laughs> Sandy. Sandy. Oh, God, right. what, a, what a dick of a name that what is. What a well. terrible name. Sorry to all the Sandys that listen to our <laughs> podcast. Um, but yeah, and so like even like uh, <laughs> like he's really polite to the to the pilot of the plane. Oh yeah. So there's this really powerful scene where like he's he's evoking Tessa's like spirit, I guess, or like uh, what, what's the word? Like ethics. Yeah. And he's literally re- repeating words that she said earlier in the film, and I think on paper that could look really cheesy, but it's played really well. It's, it's done well. Um, and then he's going off with the pilot about not being able to let this kid on the plane, 
And then the next scene, he's going up to the pilot and being like, I'm so sorry about how I behaved. <laughs> <laughs> and like he was absolutely justified in what he was saying. Like, yeah. It was, it was trying to do, he was trying to save someone's life effectively. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm good, man. And, uh, and then there's the other scene with the Game of Thrones guy. Um, whose name I don't know. He's like he's from Castle Winterfell, um, and I think he's the guy that gives him the gun, and they're at the cliff face. Yes, and there's a bit of a car chase, and it's a bit of a you know no stakes car chase because they're at the <laughs> um, That's right. and he's literally like Ray Fine's character literally knows he's going to be killed pretty much, and the other guy's like, I, I know that we'll both be dead by December. Uh, as he's smoking his cigarette and he's like because i've got cancer and then even in this situation where like he's being chased and probably gonna be murdered he, he he's literally like, oh i'm so sorry i had no head. idea <laughs> <laughs> like <"F-> that yeah <laughs> why <Well>, just <laughs> oh we're doing a sweary podcast now wow it's taken 13 episodes but that's now right. we can say the f, f-, f- that's f- no this isn't i'm gonna bleep it <laughs> Let me say an F. Yeah, every time. No F. <laughs> F. Um, uh, but yeah, brilliant film. Terrible yep. accent. Um, also, if you go into this wanting gardening tips, there's only a few. <laughs> yeah, there's not like, none. <laughs> yeah, like if you're going into it thinking it's just constant gardening, which I would have assumed based on the name, you're going to mm. be disappointed. Mm. Yeah, but, uh, gardening Australia probably more. Up probably, yeah, that's probably more that you want. Yeah, um, but then I liked that constant gardener is like a metaphor because he's digging around. Mm. But it's also yeah. not a metaphor because he is he always also gardening. Is gardening, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> even at the start, I think in the very first scene, right, or near the start when yeah, he's watering plants and, and then yeah. Danny Houston says, uh, perhaps you better stop doing that. He's like, nah, I'm a constant gardener. Yeah. No, he, he says, yeah, perhaps you better stop doing that. And then <laughs> you pause and then you replay it. Cause you're like, did he say that? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid accent. Um, all right. Yeah. I'm over it. Uh, yeah. Um, I've got, uh, I think it's a Bill Nye that says I've known one or two very savage queens in my time. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that is such a Bill Nye line that I feel like it wasn't He's, even in the script. He says that in every single film that he's in. <laughs> it's, so it's 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 part of his contract. Mm. I did like that. Uh, so the director is Fernando Mireles. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. pronounced that incorrectly. Um, who did City of God? Yeah, I haven't seen that. That's a very good film. Whatever that. Oh, but that might have come up previously. We didn't watch it. But in any case, it's a great movie set in sort of the slums of Rio. And then he did this. Um, and then he also did the opening ceremony of the Rio Olympic Games for those playing Fernando trivia at home. <laughs> but the original guy who was meant to direct this um, got a phone call from Harry Potter saying, hey, can you please direct my new Harry Potter film? And so he left this project to go to that. But huh. old man, old mate Ray Fiennes was like, I reckon I can still do both. <laughs> and he did. So points yep. to you, Ray Fiennes. He probably went, can I please, can I please, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, can I please, can I please do both, both of them, please? Uh, I'd love to do both of them. Uh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Please. That's it. That's my right. That's it. That, that's that's really my right in this film. <laughs> Uh, fun fact, Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o yeah, yes. as a production runner during uh, their filming in Kenya. Um, and then years later, what, five, eight, eight years later, she would win uh, an Academy Award herself. That's pretty cool. So the fun fact is that there are two actresses who have both won Best Supporting Actress Awards on um, that worked on this film. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good story. Thank I like you. that trivia. That's a very good piece of trivia. Uh, Roger Ebert, mm-hmm. our friend Roger Ebert, who hates North, um, loved this movie. Um, and he said it is near perfection. 
<laughs> Did he follow it by saying, except for Danny Houston's accent? <laughs> I hate Danny Houston. But then this guy, Michael Atkinson, who I don't know from a bar of soap, is that even a saying? <laughs> I think so. It sounds right. It sounds right. I don't know him from a bar of soap. Uh, said it was a cannonballing mel- melange of hack cuts, impressionistic close-ups, and tropical swelter, which is load load of baloney. Yeah, that's a bit harsh. I mean, he's not wrong about the um, the close-ups though. There's one that I almost thought I was going to fly into. Ray <laughs> <where he> finds <laughs> eyeball. I thought it was going to be another scene from like Uncut Gems. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was very close. Um, <laughs> I just my I think my only gripe I have with this film is the very last scene where it sort of double explains exactly what happened and I didn't yeah. think it need to happen because I'm like yeah I've already worked it out from the prior scene. Yeah, well they cut to a funeral scene and you're like oh, is he dead? And then mm. even in the funeral scene they're like his body had X amount of bullet yeah. holes in it. I don't know like, oh, what yeah, kind of suicide has bullets from three different guns, and you're like, okay, yeah. I know what happened here. They could have finished it there, not yeah. cut back to the the flashback of. But I guess, the, like, if they finished it there, it would have been so dark. That's um, true. And I guess they were like, oh, we need to give him a bit of hope, and they kind of replayed that, like, I'm going home. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. It was nice. It was nice. It was nice. It was nice no, way this, to get shot and murdered. <laughs> if you're going to do it, look, do it on a lake in Kenya. Hmm. You know, that's a new trip advisor. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get murdered? Do it on this lake in Kenya. Um. Yeah, Katrina Rattray is going to do that next. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's Constant Gardner. Uh, do you have anything more you'd like to say about Constant Gardner? Yeah. I think that's all. I thought it was a good movie. Everyone should give it a watch. And I've, as I said, I've got the book on my bookshelf. I might give it a read. Yeah. And also, it's two hours long, and the next film we're going to talk about is an hour 40 long. But I dare say this one felt an hour 40 long, and the one we're going to talk about felt about seven days long. Um, uh, yes, well put. <laughs> um, you're at the You're at the candy bar. <gasps> Oh, my favorite part. The Kenya candy, candy bar. bar. Um, what, 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 what are you going to have? Uh, uh, I think the only mention of food in this entire movie is goat stew, oh, which, I which I'd, I'd get around some goat stew. Um, which stew? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, that's yeah. good. That's, that's good. That's, that's going on the wiki. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd probably go get some goat stew from the candy bar um, and maybe some um, uh, some uh, TB um, <laughs> some test, tuberculosis. TB test drugs um, some in, in the process. Yes. Yeah. What, all right. Yeah. Well, what would you choose? Um, it would all be plant-based. Good. <laughs> um, and I'd probably get, uh, yeah, just a bunch of, bunch of seeds, <laughs> just a, just <laughs> a whole bunch of just seeds. Snack on some seeds. I, I'm realizing the more we do this podcast, the less these become metaphors for how we think about the film. <laughs> we just talk about food that was in the film, and then we choose it. Um, and I'm so, definitely going to get some popcorn. Yes, I give it five popcorns. That's it. Five popcorns. We're not going to tell you what it's out of. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right. That's that's The Constant Gardener. Uh, but we watched another film for which we will watch the trailer now. And I don't know when I'm going to edit in the first trailer bit because I didn't preface that. But it'll happen. Or it won't happen. Uh, because... No, do it like a flashback because there's flashbacks in this movie, so it's fitting. So we can oh, my God, yes. Right now, flashback to The Constant Gardener trailer. Yes. The flashback is happening now. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. How are you? How are you? 
We can't involve ourselves in their lives, Tess. There are millions of people. They all need help. You know me well enough to know that I'm not going to take no for an answer. Will you believe me if I tell you that that poor girl over there is being murdered? We know about your wife, Mr. Quill. Don't quite follow. For a diplomat, you're not a very good liar. Well, I haven't risen very high. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> I'm going to have a baby in a week. You're beautiful. I love you. I'm getting reports. A white woman found earlier this morning. Dead. You think it might be Tessa? Police were here. They took away the files, papers, computers. Tess thought she was being watched. I failed her. I have to finish what she started. You'll never find them. They will find you. They want you silenced. They killed my wife. Be a good chap and leave this to us. Don't try and play detective. Go home and live. But I don't have a home. Tessa was my home. Big pharmaceuticals are right up there with the arms dealers. Payoffs, cover-ups, unmarked graves. Are you crazy? These people, they kill anybody. The poor man seems to have convinced himself there was a conspiracy in which we are all complicit. There's a contract out on it. You'll never know who ordered the hit. But that's the way it works with corporate murder. Some very nasty things live under rocks, especially in foreign gardens. And also, we're probably going to get demonetized, even though we don't get monetized on YouTube. But I keep getting flagged all the videos. And, I have to and most of them, I'm just like, yeah, whatever, just cut it out. I don't care. But uh, <laughs> one of them, the, the numbers that they put in cut out part of the show. And so I went back to them. And I'm like, this is fair use. Sod you. So I'm probably going to get sued. Uh, anyway, welcome back. Welcome back to That's Popcorn. That was the flashback trailer. Here's another trailer. Here we go. Ha, ha. back 65 million years to hunt the greatest predator the world has ever seen. Today, on this hunt, someone will die. The prey or the hunters. There is no middle ground. Remember, whatever happens, do not step off of the path. We've got a major problem here. The whole of time has been turned upside down. What happened has to be connected to our last jump. You must have changed something. And what did you change? We don't know. Somebody stepped off the path. The change is an evolution that you affected. Come in ripples like dropping a stone into a pond. Start with climate, then vegetation, the early manifestations of life. What was that? Then come the more complex organisms. You have to. I have to what? Set things right. And welcome back. That's the second trailer. <laughs> Flawless. Flawless, Good. guys. Uh, that was a trailer for A Sound of Thunder. James, A Sound of Thunder. Mm, Do you want me to tell about? you what this film Can is about? Explain it to me, please. Um, so it's set in 20, I want to say 2055. Does that sound right? 2055? Um, uh, it's, it's a year. Despite looking like it was shot in 1980. Um <laughs> 
and it's so it's set in the future. Uh, the world is um, falling apart, sort of. Well, there's like, I think there's like some sort of climate changey type effect. Plants aren't. There's, there's no more animals. There's no more animals. That's right. No animals. Um, they can't even clone them. I remember him saying. Mm, they uh, can't even CGI them. No, oh boy. <laughs> um, and so, uh, what's his name? I almost said Bill Nye. Ben Kingsley is like a Richard Attenborough type person, except not quite. Um, yeah, and he owns this time travelly type thing called Time Safari, and they take rich people and they go back in time to shoot this one dinosaur. <laughs> and right before it dies naturally, um, and then they come back and that's like their thrill. So it's like a shit Westworld, essentially. <laughs> it's like the worst Westworld. Yeah, worst world. Yeah, we Westworld. Said it. Yes. Westworld. Oh my god, that's the headline for the review <laughs> of this. Um, and then naturally, something uh, goes wrong in one of their trips, and the world has changed in the future. And boy, has the world changed! And does it make sense? No. So mm. it's it's a time traveling movie. He comes back. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, something. I think. I don't know if I have the order right, but also I don't really care. Um, they go back in time with one of the groups. Uh, yeah. Something goes wrong. They come back. His plant's living now? Is that yeah. what happens? Or yeah. do they go back again and, like, the timing's off? Uh, yes, they, they go back again and the dinosaur's in a different spot. Or something. Dinosaur's already dead. That's right, yeah. yeah. And the volcano's erupting. Yeah, and so they run back and they're like, ah... Oh. And then that doesn't make any sense um, because, like, if they went back in time, it would be to the right point. It would be before yeah. anyway. I, yeah. <laughs> um, they try to explain the time travel in this and, like, ripples in a pond and the metaphor just doesn't work. It explains why none of the time travel in the movie makes any sense. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. Like, yeah, if you change time in the background, it changes the future, but it's like ripples. So, and it's literal ripples. Like, oh, it's the, literal you can, ripples. You can see the time coming at you. Yeah. It's like, so, oh, here comes the time change. I better yeah, run. The time wave. The time, the time wave. wave. Yeah. Ugh. So there's like, um, there's this, there's, there are this woman's apartment, Sonia Rand, I think is the character's name. Played good, by uh, good remembering. an actress whose name I can't remember, but she was in 28 Weeks Later. She's the one. Have you seen 28 Weeks Later? Not since it came out. Yeah. And she's the one that's left in the building, left in the house, the wife. Okay. And then doesn't, doesn't turn into a zombie, I think. Or maybe she does, but she gets captured and then turns everyone else into zombies. Okay. Anyway, depressing film. Uh, so she's in it. She's Sonya Rand. Uh and our main character, whose name I can't remember, Michael. Uh, Mike? Travis. Travis. It really? says it says Travis on the website, but that's the first time I've heard it. So I thought it was I thought it was Mike or yeah. Jack. Travis. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or do they call him by his surname's Raya? Do they call him Raya? I don't know. This. I swear they call him Mike, right? I think, yeah. This is weird. Have has there been a time ripple, a time wave? There was a Mike in another thing we watched recently. Yeah, there was a Mike in um, the other terrible movie, Fear.com.com. Yeah, that am was I just, Mike. Am I just thinking of him? They're similar characters. They're like they're the same. They're just both as useless as, as each other. Yeah. Um, so Edward Burns plays this character called Travis. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe they do think, call him Raya. I think I think played is is nice because like usually when you make a film you get actors. Um, this time it's got Edward Burns. <laughs> so um, he's like he's, a glorified mannequin. <laughs> oh, he's just terrible. Um, but yeah, yeah, the time wave. Continue. So she's at he's at her apartment. Um, she's warding everyone off. Oh, that's right. The plant plants are coming everywhere. They're coming out of the ground. Um, everything's gone plants. Um, yes. I don't mean like they're all 
got vegan menus. I mean, like no, plants they, are taking over the world. They need some constant gardening, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes. We didn't even realize how closely linked these films were when we picked them. <laughs> so, yeah, plants are coming out of the world, goes to this woman's apartment. She's got this, like, beautiful apartment with, like, a kind of atrium-type greenhouse thing going on. And then she's like, you've changed more than you realize or something. And they're over the window and there's this tsunami coming. And when I saw that, I'm like, how's this going to be solved? Are they just going to drown? Is that the end? What happens? Or is he going to wake up? And it's like, no, it's worse than that. It's a time wave. Yeah. It blows him over the edge and does some weird like matrix thing. But it's done so poorly because like, they can't afford it, I think. They can't afford something because it looks like an 80s video game when they come yeah. around him like that. Um, and, yeah, so it's some sort of time wave thing that isn't good, but we don't really know why it's not good. And it changes things. But it changes things in order that they've been evolved. And as soon as they said that, yes. I'm like, that's not how evolution works. That's um, right. Because so they the refer to wave... humans as the last evolved thing. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, so the time wave apparently only affects evolution because, like, buildings still exist, but they're just eaten by plants. Yeah. So it's, it's, not like, it's not like the Simpsons episode, which is based on the same short story as this film. Oh, really? Where he changes the, the past um, and then goes into the future and everything's different because, you know, the butterfly effect and, you know, something right. doesn't Sorry. get invented because of this. Um, but this so the film book is- that this is based on, that's the theory of that. So this weird like thing, so because he goes back in time and then he yep. comes back and it only affects immediately him coming back, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, it is, yeah, A Sound of Thunder is the short story by Ray Bradbury that this is based on, Butterfly Effect is based on, um, right, okay. Crime and Punishment, Halloween, Simpsons episode, yeah, time and punishment. It's called time and time um, again. But uh, yeah, this one absolutely butchers it. Even though this is the one that actually has the name, yeah. and in the book, a sound of thunder. Well, it's just, it's only a short story, but the the explanation of why it's called a sound of thunder is like in the book, and. It, in this movie, it's not because this no. movie totally changes what the whole aim and idea of the story is about. It's yeah. butchered it so badly. It's going to be like the worst adaptation that's ever existed. Yeah. Like, yeah. If anyone's seen Birdemic, that's the level of like graphics. <laughs> Actually, it's probably not that bad, but it's. If it's, anyone's played one of the. Like, what's that? Virtua Cop? Like that old Sega <laughs> yes. game, yeah, like Time Crisis. That's sort of thing. yeah, it is. It is Time Crisis graphics. Yeah, it's it's awful, uh, James. This came out after Kill Bill. I did this. This movie came out like four years before Avatar. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what? <laughs> like it's it's trash. And there is an explanation. They ran out of money. So, firstly, this film was meant to come out in I think two thousand two, two thousand three, but they ran out of money during post-production and boy does it show boy can you tell at some point you just need to cut your losses and just go no yeah well the production company went bankrupt there's like a scene where um let's call him mike uh (laughs) mike (laughs) is walking with um the other woman let's call her janelle (laughs) i don't Uh, remember jenny jenny Jenny. is it yeah yeah, i think it might be who knows because i don't trust any of this <laughs> I'm gonna to have to check. I'm gonna edit in. I'm just gonna edit in a quick shot of a character saying his name right mm. now. You're Travis Rye, aren't you? See if I remember to do that. Uh, yeah. So he's he's walking with uh, Jenny, and <laughs> everything is CGI behind them. Oh God! And yes. so it's like they're just walking on the spot. Yeah, they're always on like a treadmill, and it looks so bad. Also, what's their relationship? Because they have these weird, like, public shower things, which is like just just have a shower in a room. Like, (laughs) you can afford a time machine. You can afford a shower. I'm sure in 2055, you know, they haven't devolved showers or bathrooms. But it does that thing of like. 
of like you know cubicles where the, <laughs> the bottom <laughs> and the top are too like long or short whatever <laughs> to like hide or whatever it's it's terrible so he's walking past and he's like oh sorry and then she says oh you've seen me skinny dipping before and he's like yeah when you were eight and then their relationship <laughs> yeah. is never explained it's never explained oh man i'm like are what? they exes are they are they brother like, and sister yeah well then i looked up their names and they don't have the same name but then also what the hell but is then their what anyway? is their names like yeah and like uh and then I'm like, even if they were exes, surely he's seen her naked more recently than eight, I hope. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. No, that's that's wrong. But strangely, still not the wrongest thing in this film. No. And so, no. yeah, so the, the time waves happen, there's plants everywhere, and then more time waves happen, and then there's, like, monkey lizards. Monkey lizards, which is apparently what... what? Um, what would happen what would happen they they could afford two no three cgi models no sorry four cgi models in this film number one is dinosaur (laughs) number two is lizard monkey yes three is bat yeah number four is the snake underwater dragon thing yeah i think that's what or maybe butterfly yeah well uh, that's easy um that being said it's 2d uh yeah it's just two bits yep <laughs> um the lizard monkey thing uh so it's like this big sort of baboon gorilla with lizard body and <laughs> it has do they have like acid things? uh i um, i do have to admit like when the lizard monkeys came i forgot that i was watching it for this podcast and i totally sort of just stopped paying attention for a little bit oh. and then i'm like oh i'm meant to be watching this movie yeah i because, felt like that because well. the middle of it is just like the most bad 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 action movie where they're just running and getting chased by things and you don't care enough about anyone nothing feels real know what they're just happens. shooting stuff and then they yeah. like, shoot it in the throat it's it's only soft spot <laughs> i'm like <laughs> It's a very delicate way yeah. of putting it. And, like, I don't even know why they were going half. Like, they're like, oh, we have to get to this point. And it's never explained why they have to go there, but they just do. And so you're like, all right, whatever. And then they're like, oh, we'll go through the sewers and the subway. And then the subway's underwater, so there's sea creatures. It's just so – I just so didn't care. Yeah, and it goes a little bit horror film in the sense of, like, not in like any sort of scariness, but in the sense of like, you know, that people are going to die one by one yes. <laughs> from now on. And just, it's just a waste. It's a waste of everything. So like David Oyelowo, that's not how you say his name, but um, you might know him from Spooks or from Selma uh, yep. or from other things, probably more from Selma uh, as Martin Luther King. He's in this, <laughs> what a waste. Um, yep. He gets killed by... Um, the vines poison. Yes, him. spooky plants. Yeah, and then he has like a standoff with all the lizard monkeys, and it's it's you can tell he's putting a lot of effort into his role, but it's not being reciprocated by the film around him. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're they're trying to find. Uh, I think the reason they're out there with their giant big um like time crisis looking guns. Uh, is they're trying to find one of the two rich dudes that went through the last oh, trip. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. And everyone everyone in the world is crazy because the sp- spiky plants have like a poison in them. Like, some crazy? Oh, was that the case? I, just I think that was the case. Crazy. No, I think that because like it was literally, and that's why I didn't understand about the time waves. So the time wave... Yeah, I don't, I, actually, I'm not even going to start going into it. No. But, no. like, I was like, a time wave, if everything else had evolved, then wouldn't everyone who was affected by it already be aware of it and we would have evolved with them? I, I mean, yeah. No, yeah. Why did it only just happen when they'd come back to the future? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but then, like, their reasoning is they brought something back from the past. Or something. Yes. And we, which we find out, spoiler alert, later is the butterfly on the shoe or some crap like that. Yeah, that's right. Also, because, yeah. 
society's managed to already set up these barricades and stuff. And there's like cops going in there. He's like, you're either going to have to let us in or kill us. And he's like, <laughs> I don't think he says anything. He just opens the door. <laughs> like, okay, cool. There's that tension gone. Um, but yeah, and then they find one of the guys and he's like, you can't throw out that tricycle or something, whatever he's holding, stool. And then he blames the other guy who's played by Corey Johnson, who you may know from, I don't know, other films playing this exact role all the time. He's always like the asshole douchebag guy. Yeah. Um, he has a great line where um, Mike says, drop the gun. I don't want to shoot you. And he says, why not? I want to shoot you. Ah! <laughs> and then shoots himself. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Um, I did write, it feels like an old point and click adventure from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that sounds good. It, it does. It's got a real video game vibe. Yeah. Like, it, actually, if this was a video game where the whole start of it was kind of just like, okay, this is why the physics engine is, and this is why there's a time limit, and this is why there's the baddies are what they are. And if you don't get to this stage by this point, the baddies will be worse because the time wave comes. That would be a cool game with a cool mechanic that I might get behind and might explain the decisions that have been made. Yeah, it's definitely video game logic and video game like looking because it's like every monkey boy is the same model. Yeah. So, you know, in a video game that makes sense because they can only make one or a couple variations, but like in a film, it just doesn't work. Um, they did actually make a video game of this movie for yeah, the game, game for the Boy. Game Boy Advance. It was an overhead shooter game with driving stages, which is not what happens in this movie. There's a, there's a driving scene. Is there a driving scene? That there's must a couple actually. What? I don't remember. There's driving. one where they're in oh, like the yellow in the taxi, hole. and that has like the worst slow motion crash ever, and no one dies. Uh, some plant thing happens. That's right. That. Yeah, the plant thing eats away the road and then yeah. the 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 two cabs fall in the hole and then everybody who's on the street goes to the cabs and are like oh what's going on in the cab there's a giant hole in the ground which wasn't there before i'd be looking in the hole yeah yeah <laughs> it's so bad and then there's another car scene where they get the the um it's more like a four-wheel drive type car from the uh, yes, I do remember that. And then old mate gets taken out of the truck by one of the bat boys. By the bats. That's yeah. right. I also, about then that. they go back to uh, their time safari place because they've got something now. Oh, they got the butterfly. I think maybe that's yeah. It. They do. Yeah. Okay. So they go back to the time safari place, and their plan is to warn them about go back in time that little bit further yeah but they can only go back for a certain amount of time like a nanosecond or something yeah it's like five seconds so he has to go back in time and just be like and then he disappears yeah and then and then his sister ex-girlfriend cousin goes oh yeah yeah oh yeah that makes sense oh yeah Uh, okay and it's all resolved yeah i spoke to you no you from (laughs) i don't know from the future but but you too this there was my ultimate favorite scene out of every film that we've watched this whole time and it's when you know because the time is very short, there's another time wave coming, which is going to be the final time wave, which evolves the humans. Yeah. And so she yes. sends, sends Travis back in time, yeah. just in time, and then the wave comes. And what happens, Richard? What's the next scene after the time wave comes? <laughs> there's just, And it's also not clear enough that this is the case, but there's a shot of uh, like a fish alien. <laughs> Just standing where she was standing, inferring that she has turned into a fish alien. And it looks directly at the camera like, what happened? It looks like the crazy frog. Like, it's the dumbest looking thing. Uh, It is is Uh, like, as much as don't watch this movie, 
watch it just for that because it yeah. is the most absurd uh i thing might have to put it up on the screen it's the dumbest ever. thing <laughs> and <laughs> it literally is the worst effects i've ever seen it's like someone's like first year animation project yeah and, you, and you're meant to think it's like oh this is the worst she's devolved into a fish yeah. monster this is 2005 <laughs> this is unacceptable <laughs> it's, it's got so, ben kingsley in it's it he's so an oscar bad. award winner he's a sir he is a knight of the realm oh my god um it's the funniest thing oh god it's so funny so when he goes back right i've got it written down here so yeah she tells him about the thing whatever she's like watch this it's you or something and he's like she's like no another you and then kisses him (laughs) that's still an relationship towards the end of the film he goes i can't remember how the film like legit ends but he goes Mm to Sonia Rand's apartment and she's like, just put it near the, what, the gerbils or something? The rhododendrons. Rhododendrons. Yeah. And he goes, the white ones. But I'm like, he wasn't there. That's right. The thing he watched, was that everything? (laughs) Did he just watch the movie? Yeah. And then also, too long, too long to do. Like that's, yeah. That's, you watched it all to the point of knowing what color rhododendrons are. Um, the other important part is like when they first realize that something's gone wrong and they're watching the footage of the time safari Which to try to work cool out effect. what's going on. It is a cool effect. It's probably the only decent looking effect in this film. Yeah. But the whole reason they're watching it is to work out what they changed in the past that explains why all this is happening. But they're watching it and they literally fast forward through some of it. <laughs> like they're watching it's like, no, this isn't it. And just oh, like, it's, it's boring. <laughs> it's boring, boring. <laughs> this is just us walking through like mud and stuff. Who cares? Like that's where your answer is. Like they fast forward it. I'm just like, this makes zero sense. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. And then when they go back to the place, I'm jumping around the film, but also the film jumps around, so it's tough. Mm. Uh, and they find like the guy who also what happened to Ben Kingsley's character? He did. Actually? Did you... we see him die? Uh, yeah, I think you saw just like a bright white hair under some leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you just go, saw like oh, an he, Oscar. He did. <laughs> um, he they go back and there's like the government dude hiding in a cupboard or something mm. yep. yeah yeah that's right yep and then they're like he's like shh they'll hear you whatever and then he shouts and gets them all up anyway in a, in a few seconds but um then it pans up and it's the monkeys yeah like, monkeys you just introduced bats to us <laughs> <laughs> why, yeah, why are the monkeys why upside down <laughs> sleeping in a cave like I know they're like, oh, they're all evolved, funny. They've got to become fish alien people. Like, why would you show us bats? And like the scene before, and not use bats. Very, very upsetting. Very yeah. upset. Very yep. upset. Very, yeah. Uh, what, uh, what a travesty of a film. Uh, the budget was eighty million dollars. It made eleven million dollars. And this film made eleven million dollars. This made eleven million dollars. Uh, only $2 million in the US and $9.7 million elsewhere. <laughs> They're going to say like one specific spot in Luxembourg. Uh, um, well, it was filmed in the Czech Republic. Oh, so yeah. I mean, maybe so it was just stuff, like, Mom, I worked on this film. Um, if you just watch it, like, it's a piece of crap. It's, it was for an assignment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was for an assignment. It was a group project. <laughs> Oh this this actually has group assignment written all over it, and the um, person in charge of CGI and sound effects as well. Because I don't know if you noticed, but the part when they're back in time walking on like the little miragey, like traveling floating platform, when they step on it, it goes tink, even <laughs> though it's liquid. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's like um, Terminator liquid, right? It's metal. Ah, liquid metal. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it makes no. as much sense as anything in this film. Yeah, what a trash film. Um, I'm at the candy bar. Yep. What do you have? And I'm going to have... Uh... I can't remember any food in this. Look, there's a bag of fertilizer, yeah. which I think you know is what? fitting. <laughs> yeah, and this isn't chocolate soil I'm eating. This is just straight just, up soil. Um, uh, soil littered with rhododendrons and then maybe a little bit of uh, fish alien sauce. Yeah. Um, I'm at the candy bar and I'd like to buy something, but the candy bar ran out of money um, about a third of the way through. So they've got... Just a desk. It's <laughs> just, a desk. <laughs> just, just yeah. a desk. And uh and Ben Kingsley's working there and I'm like, why is Ben Kingsley working at this candy bar? And he's like, I ask myself the same question. <laughs> but he's overly positive. He's like, We might only have a desk, but imagine <laughs> what we could have behind us. I'm Ben Kingsley. <laughs> um, yeah, look, this film's not good. I don't recommend it. Except for the fish scene. Except for the fish, fish scene, scene. Which is oh, just that look at the camera. Like yep. it's it's a full Johnny Knoxville. I'm fish alien and I'm a jackass for being in this <laughs> film. That's like <laughs> Yeah, it just looks at the camera and just goes, I'm a fish alien. That's weird. <laughs> oh, it's nuts. Uh, it, it looks like the roof seal. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it does. It's the roof seal. It looks exactly like roof seal. <laughs> oh, man. It's wow. terrible. It's so bad. Yeah. What a film. Yeah. Uh, that leaves us with having to decide what year we do next. Oh, yay. That's fun. Sorry. Let me uh, put on my little... Oh, yeah, good, good. Do that. Do that. Right. Uh, I'm going to press the button in... Yeah, keep going. Good. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, so we're going from 1960, 1965 to 2020. All right. 1965, 2020. Here we go. Generate. 1984. 1984. We did 82. We haven't done 84. 84 is a terrific year for films because... No, how I know that. Is when you were born? I was born that year. And then for my 30th birthday, I had a 1984 themed party. You know what it does? And everyone had to dress up. As like an Orwellian character? Or? No, dress up as a 1984 movie. Yeah, well, you know what did come out, speaking of Orwellian, came out in 1984. 1984. Ah, oh, I thought you were going to say something else. No. Animal Farm. Animal Farm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have no, we've got one film in our 84 list, um, but you're going to have to listen to the next episode to find out what that is. And we're going to have to find some more films. <laughs> I can name them all off the top of my head. Probably not the bad ones. No, this is just a bad one I've got in there. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, that's popcorn. Listen Wait. to us. Ne- why? Wait. We, what else have you been Recommendations. watching? Recommendations. Is that what you want? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, what do, you, what do you recommend? What have you been watching? I've been watching The Queen's Gambit. Oh, we're a bit weird. I haven't gone on that yet, but... It's good. I want to play chess. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're probably going to watch that next. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Well made. Looks nice. Um, yeah. I can't, just can't say a bad thing about it yet, but I'm only a few apps in. I, I, I love, what's her name? Anna Taylor Joy or something. Yeah, something like that. She's great in everything she's in. Uh she was in Split, I think. And yeah. And other film where, like, her and another girl plot to kill someone. She was in Emma, but I haven't seen Emma. I haven't seen Emma for ages. <laughs> yeah, 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 COVID does that. Lockdown. Yeah. Uh, we watched His House. Have you seen that? It's on Netflix. Whose house? His house. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Um, it's 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 really good. I think it's really good. It's like a horror film. 
in in fact, it's not like a horror film. It's a horror film ah. where uh, this refugee couple from Africa are resettling in uh, a, not Australia, in the UK, in England, um, as asylum seekers. And mm. they get put in this like commission housing and it's um, this big empty house and they're kind of surprised because it's like, you know, everyone like all the white dudes that are running it are like, oh, this is bigger than my house, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's like straight up haunted, cool. straight up haunted and it does some pretty good haunts. So I really recommend that. His house, it's on Netflix now. Cool. I will check it out. Yeah. And then that's popcorn. So <laughs> I was going to say listen to us. Listen to us now um, and then keep listening to us until the episode's over. And if you are sick of um, not listening to us, listen to us some more by listening to some of the old episodes and also yeah. watch them on YouTube. On YouTube, on podcast places, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like, comment, subscribe, email us at that is popcorn at no, it's not. It's hello at that is no, it's hello at that's popcorn.com. That's the one. Uh, I'm just curious to see if anyone will ever do that. Um, no one's done it yet. No one's done it yet. Still don't know what Christian Bale's, Christian beard, Bale's looks like. beard looks like. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I know I could Google it. And actually, I think I based it on already what I knew it looked like. But I'm interested in what you think it looks like. Yes, please tell us what. Tell it. Not even tell us. Draw us. Draw us. Ah, oh, draw us. Send us a drawing of us. Thank draw. you. Yep, I'd like that. Yeah, that's popcorn. Thank you for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.